This is Sports Talk with Jack Wilson on News Talk 770, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. He is our NHL insider. He joins us every Monday night, every Thursday night here on Sports Talk with Jock. Of course, Thursday night will break down all of the trades that happen at the NHL trade deadline on Wednesday. But, uh, Craig, I want to talk a little bit about the Calgary Flames because if you would have told me before their five-game road trip that they were picking up nine of a possible ten points, I would have said, ah, even though this team has been good on the road, I just don't see that happening. Well, that was an excellent road trip for the Calgary Flames. They're 9-2-1 and one in their last 12. They put themselves in a real good position for a playoff spot just your thoughts on how the calgary flames are playing right now you, you, you know what like they had the tough start right so they were 5 10 and 1 uh you know i believe the middle of november towards that stretch and then after that they really picked it up and then and then jock we saw what happened when they came east toronto and montreal and glenn Dawson had his outburst and you know i'm not i'm not really in big favor i'm not in any favor of those types of outbursts you know saying that players got a man up and everything i think I think coaches got to find solutions and uh, and provide answers for the players and try to help them uh, understand what needs to happen. And I, I believe Glenn is doing that. I, I I think it's like a math teacher. Just because you don't get math doesn't mean you tell players to figure it out or tell your students to figure it out or man up. And and, and I think from that point on though, and, and I think Glenn has really done a real good job with this team. I think he's done a a real solid job of, of, of everybody, you know, maybe, maybe you have to dial it in a, a, a little bit tighter and firmer. And I, I think the team has, I, I, I think that you're seeing Monaghan and Goudreau. I think the defense pairs have really found a, a real symmetry. Mike Giordano to me has been absolutely terrific. The goaltending has really been uh, solid, not getting into any problems. And I think all in all, this is a team that is really playing well. And, and I think Glenn Goldson deserves a lot of credit for it. Well, I, I think you're bang on. And, and hey, I'll give Brad Trilling a little credit, too. Uh, picking up Michael Stone, I know you probably talked about that with Dave Rowe last week, but uh, he's been a nice addition. You know, nice pairing with T.J. Brody. Dennis Weidman not playing 20 minutes a night. Uh, so the Calgary Flames defensively, I think, are a little bit better. And, and when it's all said and done, uh, that's, how you, that's how you're effective in the, uh, in the National Hockey League. I know your 4-2-1-2 system, which is uh, very, very important. And right now, I think the Calgary Flames have, you know, four pretty solid defensemen. Well, well I mean, I'm it just seems that, I mean, it's amazing to me. I go back to last year, and I think about what Dennis Weidman did when Mark Giordano, ironically, went out with that bicep injury a couple of years ago. And Dennis Weidman was terrific, and so was Yuri Hoodler. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it seemed that last year, with Bob Hartley, a different coach, you know, they fell out of favor. Yuri Hoodler fell out of favor. Dennis Weidman fell out of favor. We saw what happened with Hoodler. And I think the same things happen with Dennis Weidman. And, you know, I think that Brad Trey living gives the coach uh, some options in terms of uh, lineup composition. And I think that's where the trade for Michael Stone comes in. Obviously, Brad knew him from the Coyotes days, but I think that that becomes a, a, a significant factor. And, you know, th- 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 does it mean that Michael Stone's better than Weidman? M- maybe not, but the coach has real good faith in him. And, you know, he'd lost uh, a certain amount of faith in the other guy. So I think you've got players that are playing well, that are comfortable in what they're doing. And I, I think you see a team that's really, really in sync right now. 
And I have no reason to believe they're going to fall out of sync. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, you, you're starting to send me your uh, your daily projections. And, you know, 90 points is uh, what you're projecting uh, to make the playoffs now in the Western Conference. Flames are on pace to uh, to get 91, which is good. And, and ultimately, all they have to do is win 10 of their last 19 games. And, you know, they can get to that magical mark. So, uh, you know, the Flames have put themselves in a real good position. I want to talk a little bit about Johnny Goudreau, though, because uh, a little bit of a backward season. At the start of the season, we wondered if Johnny Goudreau could produce on the road, something he didn't do last season this year he's been awful at home but he's been very very good on the road on this uh, trip but he, he's a player of the week in the national hockey league he's picked up eight points in his last four games what do you see different in johnny's game on the road this year well you know when, when i go wild and like i think that like one of the things that happens i mean johnny judo has been a top scorer in the league since he entered it last year he was one of the top 10 scores but but other teams adjust to you, and other teams are looking how to figure out. Okay, wait a second, this guy. I mean, number thirteen circled every night. I mean, that's the bottom line when you're that good. So I mean, there's an adjustment period. Even though you're uh, and you're going into your third year, there's still adjustment going on. You got to be. Uh, you got to continue that learning. Now, I and I think the game against Carolina was a good example yesterday. Johnny Goudreau to me, and like and, and he's. He's no different than any other good offensive player. If you're going to play outside the dots, if you're going to play, uh, you know, at the top of the circles and not get below the circles and inside the dots, you're not going to be that dangerous. You're not going to get a lot of dangerous looks. Teams don't break down like that. And I thought when you look at Johnny Goudreau, uh, how he was playing yesterday, certainly with his two goals, he was inside the dots. He was hunting the puck. And I think that, He's, he's no different. That's what you got to do as a player. And I think that Johnny Goudreau is showing signs of it. I also think that he's, he, he, he's, he's skating more when he's receiving the puck. Uh, there was examples of that uh, in previous games where he was making plays and now you're backing up defenders. So, you know, any player, when you're at a standstill, you're going to have bigger challenges, uh, you know, backing up defenders and creating space for yourself. But I think he's skating more and he's, uh, uh, when, and he's, and he's skating when he gets the puck. And he's also attacking inside that, you know, that whole plate area in the offensive zone. And I, I think it's coincided with uh, the, the point, uh, the offensive production picking up. It's, it's a quirk in the schedule, but four games against the Kings in the final 19. Hey, if the Flames win three of these games, uh, they, they will also, you know, put the Kings out of their misery as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you, you you know what too though, like it's runway too. Even if you win two of them, okay, yeah. so you don't have to. I mean, I mean, greedy is three, and that, that's we're always greedy. <laughs> I'll go for four. We go for four. Sure, right? why so not? Like, even if even if you win two, even if you win two, okay, I think that that's uh, that you know that you're running you're running LA out of uh, runway, right? And that's what you and that's that's what you want to do. So I think you got the LA Kings. Who are in Minnesota tonight? They got to fly, and then they come into Calgary tomorrow. I mean, that's a game you got to go and take advantage of. I mean, you know, Ben Bishop, uh, by all accounts, looks like he's going to play tomorrow night. Get on him, get on him early, and let the uh, LA Kings know, hey, if you thought he was your answer, guess again. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Uh, I know where the conversation is going next because we're going to the phone lines, and uh, David has a question for our NHL insider. Uh, uh, David, hi, David, David yeah, go go ahead, David, quickly. Okay. Do you think that the Flames are going to get Patrick Sharp? Oh, Patrick Sharp. Uh, do you think Patrick Sharp is in play for the Calgary Flames, Craig? Well, he, here's I think Patrick Sharp's in play, period. And do I think Patrick Sharp would be a good fit for the Flames? Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, 
Uh, he, he can play in a lot of different spots in your lineup. He can play the point on the power play. He can play right wing, left wing. He can play with other players. He's uh, different types of players. He's smart. I personally believe he'd be a great fit with Goudreau and Monaghan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the really, really, I know Michael Furlan's fat in there, but I, I think that that's a, a short term, uh, situation. So I think that Patrick Sharp and, 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 you know, what, another guy that comes in, you know, he understands, you know, what the demands are at this time of the year. And, you know, you got some younger players. I know Goudreau and Monaghan have gone through it, but I think that Patrick Sharp can help first and foremost on the ice and through his play. And then the bonuses of, of him uh, having a lot of uh, NHL experience and playoff experience and, and winning experience is just one of those added bonuses. Yeah. How, how active are, are, do you think the flames will be active at all? You know, now that they've made the Michael stone trade, uh, you know, obviously you got to be kicking tires if you're Brad tree living. Oh, I don't think there's any question. He's looking at areas to improve his team. I don't think that he wants to give up uh, anything significant uh, to, to, to bolster his team. I, I think he's got. A, I think they got a good prospect covered. They got some real good young players that are really showing progress. And I think that all in all, though, if you can give this team a little bit of a boost, that would be a positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've had a lot of discussions about Dennis Weidman over the uh, the year, and I, I don't know if Dennis Weidman has a lot of market value out there. Maybe you can get a late draft pick for him. Maybe you're going to have to eat a bunch of his uh, salary. But, but would Dennis Weidman help a, a team with depth and you know just be that insurance? Policy? Policy in case there's an injury, if you're going to go on a long playoff drive, or, or do you keep, you know, Dennis Weidman for the same reason here in Calgary? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, I think it's dependent. I think it's dependent on on uh, you know what what you could get for Dennis Weidman. I mean, I, I, like the first thing you got to do is have that conversation with your coach. Does your coach have confidence in him, right? And if your coach isn't like a guy that has confidence in him, then you go to the second part and go, okay, here's what we can get. And and well, maybe it's a seventh round draft pick in 2018, in which case you go back to your coach and go listen, we're better off having him. Like, you know what? Like he, he's good insurance for us. Now, but all of a sudden becomes a third round pick in 2017. Well, you might have to consider it a little bit differently. And, mm-hmm. you know, you find that spot where a team might be willing to do it. And, and you know what? I mean, we're, we're, we're near the deadline now. So I, I don't expect injuries to all of a sudden start popping up. Cause there's, there's, there's only a few games after uh, tonight uh, and on tomorrow's schedule. So, uh, you know, you look at it from that point of view and go from there. Yeah. Uh, do you think we're going to have a busy Wednesday? No. No? We've set the over-under number at 18 trades. 18 trades, eh? TSNs. Uh, okay. Well, wh- why do you think that? Well, because last year it was 17. <laughs> Fair enough. And and we've already seen a lot of moves in the last couple of weeks. Salary so. cap, salary cap. Yeah. Uh, your best, it, it, it's, like, it's like football now, Jock. You make your moves in the offseason. Yeah, you, you know, there's more suitors for your players. I mean, the guys that are moving are the UFAs. That's who's moving. Sure. Uh, you know, and when you look at it, like I said, Jonathan Dolan is the first uh, prospect to move. It's been draft picks. Teams are reticent to give up their prospects uh, because, you know, they need to plug in younger players into the lineup. And mm-hmm. I think that that's a, a significant uh, indication that, and, and, and really, we, we, we've only seen one first-round draft pick move. Yeah, well, you're, you're, you're right. Round pick, so. uh, you know, it's funny because, you know, all the panels talk about, you know, Landis Cog and uh, Duchesne. I, I really don't think they're going to move. But, you know, maybe a Shane Doan gets moved. Maybe Jerome McGinley gets moved. You know, th- those are the types of trades we're going to see, right? Yeah, nostalgic moves. Yes.
yeah, unfortunately, that's the way it and goes. It would be good. Well, it would be nice. I, I would be happy for Jerome and Shane to try to get a crack at the playoffs and perhaps a chance to try to win. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Craig, uh, we'll we'll be all over it. I know TSN is going to be all over uh, it on uh, Wednesday. What you, are you going to start at like five o'clock in the morning, or what are you going to do with TSN? Okay. Okay. We'll take care. You all right. You, you betcha. Craig Button. He's got a little lots of things going on. TSN does a great job with their trade coverage, and uh, Craig Button does a great job for us here on. Sports Talk with Jock as he joins us every Monday night, every Monday night, every Thursday night. Uh, by the way, if the Flames do make a trade, we'll talk to Craig on Wednesday, uh, but we'll break down all the trades on Thursday night as he will join us here on Sports Talk with Jock. Well, we got to wrap things up so you know what we do next. Who's been banned in the world of sports? Sports Talk with Jock gives you the sports geek of the day. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Not sure if Dave Rowe did the Sports Geek of the Day or not. Probably not. Oh, did he? He did do the Sports Geek of the Day. Oh, good for Dave. Uh, anyway, I obviously wasn't listening last week to Sports Talk with Jock, but uh, uh, Sports Geek of the Day is back here uh, this week as well, as we do it uh, every night to wrap up the show. The weird, the wacky, the fun, just the plain stupid in the world of sports. Anyway, the, the wacky story of the day, uh, know the rules before you play. A small technicality costs a university student $38,000. There's the headline. Uh, here's the story. 28-year-old, sorry, 20-year-old uh, Jackson Logsdon, successfully completed an on-court challenge at a Louisville Cardinals women's basketball game this weekend. And he was set to take home a nice chunk of change. Here's the deal. Thursday night, it's at the KFC Yum Center. Logsdon makes a layup, a free throw, a three-pointer, and a half-court shot during the promotional contest. He's happy. He thinks he's won $38,000 in prize money. However, he failed to read the rules the contest rules stated that anyone who has played high school basketball within the last six years is ineligible. And Logsdon, now a sophomore in college, played three years of basketball in high school, so he was not eligible. He doesn't get the thirty-eight thousand dollars. That bites, doesn't it? You make you make it all, and you don't get the money. Anyway, the sports geek of the day for Monday, February the twenty-seventh. Former NHLer Andrew Peters. This is amazing. Maybe you saw this on the website. Uh, Peters, who has seven, who had seven points, six hundred and fifty penalty minutes in six NHL seasons. He has been suspended from his youth hockey head coaching duties. Again, this is a former NHLer. He's been suspended after he jumped into the mix during a fight involving his players on Saturday. Uh, a low-quality YouTube video shows Peters coming down from the perch at the 22-second mark as players on the Buffalo Junior Sabres and Hamilton Junior Bulldogs scrap. Peters shoves or punches a player who falls to the ice. Now, Peters told team officials that he slipped while attempting to get to one of the Hamilton players. Not sure it really looked like that. Uh, anyway, it was kind of nasty. So uh, Andrew Peters is our sports geek of the day. That does it for Sports Talk with Jock. We'll be back tomorrow night. Keep listening to News Talk 770. Sports Talk with Jock. Weekdays from 630 to 8 p.m. on News Talk 770 Calgary. CHQR.